All right, so those are the uh, the two, um, obviously amongst others, but of uh, the highlight awards uh, at the Oscars tonight. I am not a, a big Oscars guy, but we are big Phillies people. And uh, we turn to our buddy Tim Kelly, who writes about the Phillies uh, for our own radio.com and, and Phillies Nation, and I know is chomping at the bit uh, for baseball season. Uh, Timmy, Tuesday, everybody reports. I, I've got to ask you, uh, the Jack Fritz here has a Bryant Lent, uh, and a lot of people are, are hoping beyond hope that the Phillies can cut a deal with the Chicago Cubs and bring Chris Bryant to play third base uh, along with his buddy Bryce Harper. Any chance of this happening? And would you give up the two big pieces that the Cubs are going to want in a deal for Bryant? You know, I, I was with Jack last year and Harper went because I thought that was the best move forward for the Phillies. And I thought it was likely that they were going to sign one of the two of Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, which they ultimately did. I do not think they're going to get Chris Bryant. Um, I, I don't necessarily know what it would take if you would have to include both Spencer Howard and Alec Bohm or one of them and other complimentary pieces. I look at trading for Chris Bryant, though, which would essentially put you into luxury tax hell unless you're going to just blow by the luxury tax, which we've seen no indication that they're going to. And I wonder, even if you add him, of course you improve your team. Are you even the best team in the National League East with Chris Bryant, let alone the best team in the National League or the best team in the sport? I think that's a legitimate question to ask. And part of me really wonders if you're going to make another one of these trades where you bring on a $20 million-plus player, I would be. I think this lineup with maybe one more mid-level addition can win. I would make that type of addition, that major addition in the starting rotation. So you want the money to go to pitching, uh, obviously, they were not even in the ballpark for Garrett Cole. I mean, that that was money that I don't think that the, uh, this organization would have been ready to spend anyway. But the next tier of pitching, and, and you just saw Kenta Maeda go from the Dodgers to the Minnesota Twins, there is pitching available in the trade market. Are you disappointed that Klintak hasn't done more to be creative and try to get some arms in here? And they're basically telling you right now that they're going to settle on, you know, Vince Velasquez or Nick Pavetta as a fifth starter. I think less concerning than Vince Velasquez or Nick Pavetta as the fifth starter is that Jake Arrieta, who hasn't stayed healthy the last two seasons and hasn't been especially productive when he has stayed healthy, is coming into the season as your number three starter in a division where the Mets have a loaded starting rotation, the Nationals have a loaded starting rotation, and the Braves have, at a minimum, the Braves have quantity, and I think it's going to end up becoming very good quality in that starting rotation, too. So to me, that's the bigger story. You, you can feel very comfortable with Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, which I would say I do, but after that, you really do have three question marks, and it's great to think Spencer Howard is going to come up and make an impact this year, and I think he'll make some sort of impact. But that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy in basically what's going to be his first cup of coffee at the major league level to think that he's going to come up in the middle of this summer when the Phillies acknowledge he's probably going to be on some sort of innings limit and pitch you into the postseason and be effective in the postseason. There's a bunch of veterans vying for uh, you know some of these bench spots, 26-man roster. So you're talking about a 4-5 man bench. Anyone stick out for you? Josh Harrison, Neil Walker. There's some names here that, that have uh, you know that have big time experience and have been successful. 
on the major league level. It looks like it's an upgrade from the Sean Rodriguez's of the world from last year. Yeah, I think it is going to be an upgrade to the where Andrew Knopp's going to be your backup catcher, but he's not going to be someone you're continuously relying on to be a pinch hitter. You also have Andrew McCutcheon back, which means in theory, Jay Bruce becomes a pinch hitter. Josh Harrison, Neil Walker, these are guys that their names stick out, but they're non-roster invitees for a reason. They haven't produced or they haven't been healthy in recent seasons. So uh, that's kind of what a bench is. That's kind of what a bullpen is in a lot of senses. You go in, you get a bunch of quantity and hope that one or two of those guys sticks. And Phillies are going to need that this year because they're pressed up against the luxury tax. And if they want to make one more big move this season, they're going to need that move to either be uh, probably a starting pitcher or a reliever. So they're going to need some other cheaper guys on the roster to step up and fill some of the other holes. That let, they have. let me give you a hypothetical situation. Roman Quinn gets hurt like he always gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's hypothetical. All right. Adam Hazley doesn't produce, okay? And Odubel Herrera is hitting 360 at AAA. What do you do? I don't think the Phillies want Odubel Herrera to play another game for the Philadelphia Phillies. So I, I think it's largely a moot point, but because of how the CBA is currently and because he's under contract, Odubel Herrera is in this organization. We can run the risk of a grievance being filed for essentially double jeopardy if you outright release him. Uh, I, I frankly find it to be a tough case that you would say, oh, well, it's just because of play. Because if Odubel Herrera had a bad season in 2019 – but was not arrested and ultimately suspended, the Phillies were not releasing him. So uh, my guess is they're going to try to bury him in the minors because it's much less of a distraction in the minors than in the majors. So uh, more realistic, I don't think it's impossible that Roman Quinn gets injured and Adam Hazley proves to be more like a fourth or fifth outfielder. More realistic then is you see Scott Kingery shift back to center field. Ouch. Played a decent amount of time last season. Oh, I tell you what, if, if, and I, I guess they're, they're, they're between a rock and a hard place because they're going to pay him his $20 million, and he's going to you know, earn them or not uh, you know, in the minor leagues. But if he, if he is hitting the cover off the baseball and the center field alternatives uh, are weak, you know, somebody's going to bring up the question. You know it. Yeah, the question's going to come up. And as you get further and further away from this incident, I'm not saying this is how I feel because it's not, but as you get further and further away from this incident and potentially other people – don't uh, improve, don't prove to be good enough to get the amount of at-bats that they're going to get on a playoff team, of course, there's going to be people that say, you have this guy in the organization, give him a second chance. I just don't get the sense that that's where the Phillies are thinking because, it, it and rightfully so, it would be a PR disaster. What's the over-under in your, in your way of thinking, the over-under on wins for the Phillies this year? I think the over-under is 86-and-a-half. I've seen an 85-and-a-half at some places, mm -hmm. and I feel very comfortable with the over on that. 86-and-a-half, you're getting into that range there where I still probably lean over slightly, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a playoff team. You, there's three other teams, division that can compete for the playoffs. The, the National League as a whole, the NL West has three teams. The NL Central has four or five teams. that can, Four teams, not the Pirates. So, Four teams. There are a bunch of teams, and ultimately, my guess is you're going to need to get to 90 wins just to win one of the two wild card spots. The division, I think you're looking closer at 95 to 100 because 
the Braves may have lost Josh Donaldson, but I, I think they are a legitimate World Series contender. So you're looking at needing to get, even if you go over and you have your first winning season since 2011, you need a lot more than that if you're going to be a playoff team this year. Philly's a playoff team? Uh, my guess is no, that they're just outside that, that they're 87 and 75 in that range and probably miss out on the playoffs. That's uh, well, wisdom, though. Tim Kelly, you read uh, what he writes about the Phils, radio.com, Phillies Nation.